0: to help you live a maximized life. For more information, visit GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. Here's Dr. Leanne.
1: Good morning. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter with Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853. That's 317-893-2853. Or you can check us out online at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. Initial exam and consultation, just $25. Today. Today we are talking about hazards in the kitchen. So what does that mean? There are... Products and utensils that you may be using that are hazardous to your health. From foods, we're going to talk about one of the most most detrimental foods for your health. We're going to talk about different um, different cooking utensils. Now, this is I almost want to call this kitchen hazards 2.0 because i know a lot of people say oh i don't know if this is applicable to me i've made a lot of changes which is good and i commend you for that but we're not going to talk about just um don't cook in tin foil and throw out your nonstick pans right we've been there we've done that check that box off so you're like i don't use tin foil anymore i uh I cut out my plastic and I'm using glass or you could say I don't have nonstick pans anymore. I moved over to stainless steel, which good job. Give yourself a pat on the back. Those are big changes to make for your health. But now we're going to dive in a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper. So we're going to talk about this food, this specific food that actually goes through an airtight chamber with ethylene oxide gas to help sterilize the food that's inside it, but you don't know what that is. And we think, oh, it's not that important to get organic. When we talk about your food being irradiated, uh, non-ETO, we're gonna talk all about it, ethylene oxide. So that's one of the things we're going to talk about. Again, some of the more conventional foods that the average person has and just ways to make those more healthier and, and really just addressing the cause of the problem. I always, um, we would go out, we did m- more often before, but we would go out and we would have screenings, right? And health talks and all the things. And sometimes we'd have a team that would go out with us. And they would think that they were really nervous, right? Goodness, I'm so nervous. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if people are going to want what we have, the chiropractic care. and You know, it's really simple. If I was to ask you if I had a pill and that pill made you sleep better, it made you breathe easier. it may gave you more energy. it may have an effect on your blood pressure. it may help with circulation. it may help with better bowel movements right It might help you with weight loss, could help you with acid reflux. right Just this little pill do you think someone would want it? And of course, the person I was talking to would say, of course, of course they would want it. You would run for it. There's this easy little pill. And you're like, okay, so everything that I described is just if that person lived the five essentials, right? And the five essentials in our office is get adjusted, mindset, nutrition, detoxification, oxygen, and lean muscle. So everyone thinks, oh my gosh, this pill, this pill can help me live the life of my dreams and you're like yep sure can now just replace pill with lifestyle changes (laughs) you're like what happens when you start making these lifestyle changes the difference that happens everyone desires what we have they just don't know how to get it right and that's where when you start leading people back to health how how much easier it becomes right when your thought process is literally what we have and what we offer in the office is something that almost every single person desires they just don't know how to get it it's so a we're kind of that uh liaison right we kind of bridge the gap to figure out if there is a person who said hey here are my health goals here they are and how do i reach them but i don't know how because i i went on I went on the internet and I searched that internet, and I don't know where to start. And we say, great. Come in, friend. Let's figure out, like, what's your starting point? What are some of your specific needs? I went through some uh, nutritional changes, right, with a patient <laughs> this past week, her and her mom. And I said, okay, here's, here's the changes that we're going to make, and here's why we're going to do it. And I walked through all of it. At the very end, she goes, okay, well, how much does this all cost? I kind of looked at her with a blank stare, and I was, said, what? She was like, how much does this all cost? And I was like, your groceries, whatever your groceries cost, that would it cost. This is not like a meal plan where you say, hey, you have to buy my box of food and all of my boxes of food and you can have, right? This box of food has this many points and this box of food has this many points. And then when you no longer want to or can afford my boxes of food, then it's like, okay, so now what do you do? And you're like, I don't really know. And the reason being is because they didn't teach you anything right? They didn't teach you nutrition changes. They didn't teach you lifestyle changes. They told you, here's what you're going to eat, this box, this box, and this box. But then when you no longer can have this A, B, and C for that box, then it's like, "Oh, I'm just going to go back to what I did. So that's a really big portion, I think, about what we do at Greenwood Family Chiropractic is my goal is to educate you, and we're very, very big on education. So it's interesting because people are like, oh, I don't want to. Do I really have to come back and learn more about what's going on with my x-rays. Yes. Yes, you do. You want to know why? Because if I put your x-rays up and I said, point to the degeneration, where do you have loss of disc height? Do you have any spurs? What phase of degeneration are you in? Right? The average person can't tell me those answers. But what's interesting is we sit down for a couple minutes. By the time we go back and look at your x-rays, you're going to say, I'm in phase two degeneration. And this area I have bone spurs I've lost the curve in my neck by this percentage and you're educated on how to make a health decision I'm an adult you're an adult so why would I as an adult tell you as an adult what to do that's just absurd to me because I'm an adult and if you adult tell me adult what to do I don't but now if you educate me Like, here's why. Here's why you want to take care of your spine for the rest of your life. Here's how you can change up your nutrition and make it sustainable and eat more food by God and make it taste delicious so you don't feel like you're eating rubbery, uh, boiled chicken and oversteamed broccoli for the rest of your life. How do you come to this point where you're like, this is something that I can do and I want to do for the rest of my life? Where do you get there? And it's three words Greenwood family chiropractic. (laughs) That's our ultimate goal is education. The best decision that you can make is an educated one. On the flip side of things, the worst decision that you can make is an uneducated one. I say that across the board in all regards. What you put on your body, what you put in your body, what you choose or do not choose to inject into your body. The life decisions in which you make, the worst ones you can make are an uneducated one. I just did it because everybody was doing it. I did it because another adult told me to do it. Those are the worst decisions, right? So be informed be educated, be empowered to make a health decision. That's what we do at Greenwood Family Chiropractic. So before we get into some education about some toxic kitchen products, let's talk about some news.
0: Dr. Leanne's Health News. Some
1: studies suggest that
0: too much sugar can literally mess with the brain. Health News now, one of the world's most commonly prescribed medications. Today, the average American consumes 22 teaspoons of sugar a day. Protesters say they just should not be forced to get this shot, not by the government.
1: Side note before we get into the health and the news, just a little interesting fact. That intro that you hear play, that last one that says some protesters just don't think they should get that shot, should not be forced to get that shot, not by the government. Do you guys know I've had that intro for, what, like seven years now? Eight years have been going on? So just kind of interesting where, you know, you don't really pay attention to that and you're like, hmm. Just hits a little bit different in the last couple of years, huh? Anyways, which then leads me into the health in the news. Two senior FDA officials set to resign after Dr. Fauci White House, uh, went against recommendations on boosters. More recently, if you've seen, they say, hey, we don't recommend the booster for maybe everyone, but like a set demographic of people, they should get them. Uh, Yet, yeah, this past week... An international group of scientists, including two FDA officials, said that available evidence does not indicate a need for a COVID-19 vaccine booster shot among the general population. The two FDA officials said they will be stepping down after a disagreement with the White House on administration of booster shots. According to official reports, Marion Grubber, director of the FDA's Office of Vaccine Research and Review... Right. So the director of the FDA, who does all of the Office of Vaccine and Research Review, and her deputy director, Phil Krause, are set to resign in October and November. The two published a viewpoint in The Lancet on Monday, along with other experts worldwide, arguing that, quote, careful and public scrutiny of the evolving data will be needed to assure that decisions about boosting are informed by reliable science more than politics. Widespread boosting should be undertaken only if there is clear evidence that it is appropriate. Gruber and Krauss said that they and other health officials were outraged that the CDC and Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices, ICIP, was spearheading decisions that should be solely responsible of the FDA. President Biden's chief medical advisor, Dr. Anthony Fauci, and others said available data indicated protection begins to wane over time and boosters were needed. Grubber and Krauss said that they finally decided to step down after the Biden administration went ahead with the booster program starting the week of September 20th without FDA approval and against scientific evidence. (laughs) Grubber, Krauss, and other health officials from other countries and around the U.S., urged caution overdrawing conclusions about vaccine efficacy from preliminary observational studies possibly affected by, quote-unquote, confounding and selective reporting to inform the country's booster shot rollout. Dr. Fauci and Biden administration have now been accused of cherry-picking information with sole intentions of profiting from vaccines. So think about this. These FDA advisors... They're not making pennies. They make big bucks. And so think about this. Think about maybe if you were in a job, not even a job with big bucks, maybe like medium bucks, like median average income. When was a time that something so atrocious happened in your job that said, I'm out. I'm done. Right? How many times? Because if I feel as if I was to pull the average American, are there times that you left jobs? Yeah. You know, maybe there was just a better fit. Maybe there was something that had better pay, better benefits, different hours, different alignments of your health views. <laughs> right? Maybe you left a job where you're making more, but you you know. You make a little bit less, but they're more in line with your vision of what you want to do with your life. But when was the last time or someone that you know was part of a job that was so atrocious, something happened that was so unfathomable, so maddening, so devious, that you said, you know what, I'm done. I'm putting in my time and I'm absolutely leaving. I cannot stay here anymore as the director of the FDA's Office of Vaccine Research and her deputy director. They're like, we're done. They said, literally, we, don't, we believe that politics say so much that the best interest of the public is not at hand anymore. Dr. Fauci and Biden administration have now been accused of cherry-picking information with the sole intention of profiting from vaccines. Hmm. Interesting. And what I didn't know when I learned about this is that starting the week of September 20th, they said, hey, let's roll out the booster program without FDA approval and against scientific evidence. Where has that been in the news? Right? We want to follow mainstream media, but none of it, none of it is actually giving you all of the information. So when we say, hi, we want you to make an educated decision. The question is, do you have enough information to make that educated decision? What's in them? No one knows. They won't tell you, right? Oh, it's FDA approved. One is FDA approved. Komnarati, I think, is the name of it. All the rest of them. And then are they giving it? And the answer in the United States is no. No. The FDA approved one is not being given in the United States. Oh, it's similar to. If it's similar to, then how come it's not approved? What is this booster? I think I saw the booster said, you know what? This booster is so good for 12 days. 12 days and that's where they said hey all of this research or lack of right long-term research what do you mean long-term it's been out for a year one year's not long-term research what does that mean in 10 or 15 years what does it mean in five years so and if the first one's coming your booster's coming within so how often is the booster right so it's just do your research make an educated decision my goal is never to tell you yes or no But be educated and this is just not the mainstream media that I typically find. So an educated decision is the best one. So your cabinets, do you like to season your food? I'm going to tell you something to look for next.
0: You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. This is Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne of Greenwood Family Chiropractic. Here's Dr. Leanne. Glorious.
1: See the sunrise. now I feel glorious, glorious, I feel glorious, glorious, Welcome back. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter with Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853. Check us out online, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com, Facebook, Instagram, or greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com today today we are talking about hazardous kitchen products well does that mean cooking products we might talk about some of those does that mean food products it does mean some of those we are going to touch base oliver but i want you to know that i'm gonna call this a 2.0 where's 1.0 it's a really good question We don't have like an official (laughs) 1.0. It's just been kitchen stuff we've talked about in the past. It was interesting because I was talking to a friend and I said, what would you like to hear on the radio? She said kitchen stuff. I was like, that's awesome. She's like, well, I've done a lot of it, though. And I said, well, that, I mean, that's awesome. Like, kudos. Anytime you make changes, it's big changes. I said, but I'm going to think, I'm going to think about the things that maybe aren't as obvious, right? So let's cover what the obvious things are. Microwaves. I've talked about microwaves. If you want to scroll back and look through the podcast, microwaves are one of the things that I talk about. I don't own one, I physically don't have one in my home. Um, the home prior to this one, we did have one, but I just stored uh, my vitamins and like salt and pepper because it was just like right above this, the stove. So it was very, very convenient. <laughs> um, microwaves. What's another one? Um, we t- and often the easy go to, right? To think about something that's toxic is your pans, right? Getting rid of your nonstick pans. Those nonstick pans, the covering, super toxic. So that's like 1.0. That's like the really obvious. That's the really obvious stuff. The less obvious stuff is what we're going to talk about today. Hence 2.0. But again, if you're wondering where 1.0 is, it's not like a condensed space. Maybe we'll get back to that in a couple weeks. Now, one that people don't think about, and typically all they'll see is price tags when it comes to spices. Spices, right? Who would have thought? Conventional versus organic spices. So what's the difference? Now, um, I just tend – it is something that I will say. I tend to really just migrate towards organic all the time. Just this is not like a trend for me. This is more of a lifestyle. Though that being said, for different farmers, becoming a more certified organic product – where that actually starts begins with farming methods. So generally, in order to be a certified organic farmer, a farm must be pesticide three for at least three seasons, three seasons, and have its soil tested regularly to ensure that there's no pesticide residue. So when people say it doesn't really mean anything, it does. Um, this alone is a big deterrent for farmers as it requires long term commitments. Um. If you have ever had an organic garden, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. In addition, without pesticides, crop become more vulnerable to pests and pose a greater risk to reduced agricultural yield. Because of this, farmers have been resistant to the significant investment of time and money to make the f- switch to organic crops. Um, but here's what the big difference is. Organic products take time. This is also why you pay more for them, too, right? Um, you're paying not just for that product, you are paying for the time. Just like when you come in, right? Let me give you an example. You come in and you say, gosh, that was fast. That was, that was a quick adjustment. I thought that'd be closer to like an hour. And you're like, no, we have x-rays. We know exactly what we're looking at. People say, well, I'm paying you how much? And you're not paying me for my time. You're paying me for my knowledge. You're paying me for the last decade and a half and continue it. We're leaving in two weeks to go down to Orlando for additional um, training that we do quarterly. That's not including all of the other trainings. You pay for the knowledge. You're paying for my 15, close to two decades worth of knowledge, right? So, Same thing with organic products. You are not just paying for the product. You're paying for the time and energy it took to sustain. So like changing growth cycles. Now, when we talk about spices, this is one where the average person may not know. So spices grow outdoors, um, which means that they are um, free for any pathogens or harmful bacteria. Um, so then we look at how, how do we, (laughs) you know, this, for example, it's hard for me to find, um, when you talk about like sterilization, anything that's outside, anything, anywhere is, um, free of any pathogens or bacteria or viruses. It's just part of being alive. But that's why with, um, like shrimp oftentimes they'll like rinse it in this chlorinated bath. So you're... Or fish almost tastes like bleachy for shrimp. That's the reason why. But anyways, we're not talking about shrimp. We're talking about spices. So one of the processes is ethylene oxide sterilization. So what this does is this actually exposes the product to ethylene oxide gas um, in a sealed chamber to be able to kill <laughs> bacteria on the product. So when you think about, okay, so ethylene oxide, um, what does that mean? So um, ethylene oxide is known as EO or ETO. Um, it is a colorless, flammable gas. Um, So what they do is they gas. It has a sweet, pleasant scent, as the glycol form mostly does. Um, However, ethylene oxide should never be eaten or smelled. So side effects of exposure include sore throat, coughing, difficult breathing, blurred vision, headaches, nausea, vomiting, convulsions. It's also a known mutagen and... A known carcinogen. So it's known to cause cancer. So uh, again, basically, they pump this gas in an airtight chamber to sterilize whatever's inside. Typically, they do these things with surgical devices and dental equipment, but this is, treatment process is also used for some adi- edible items like spices. So whether it be um, different pathogens, bacteria, viruses, insects, any form of life in the gas chamber are quickly killed. Um, The problem is, is that this ethylene oxide alters proteins in their cells, which is essential for life, and permanently mutates the DNA, leaving them unable to survive. So my question is, when this goes in, do you think that it's just altering the proteins in the cells of the bacteria or viruses or fungus or do you think it might also be doing that for the spices as well so here's some of the problems that come with that obviously too when we're talking about medical equipment it's different with medical equipment because most of them are made out of non-porous material like highly refined stainless steel and smooth plastic surfaces, so there's nowhere for the gas to hide in these inert material. The biggest danger of fumigating these instruments is for human conducting the process as the 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 gas can leak out and they can inhale it though if you um, on contrast, if we're talking about food <laughs> with highly porous food. So spices like basil and oregano and paprika and black pepper are irregular and they've got microscopic folds and crevices. So we talk about is the gas getting in there. Same thing with like chicken and beef and meats seem to be more concerning Um, because they have a higher water content. So it's possible that they may encase and entrap um, this ethylene oxide gas molecules before it has the opportunity to evaporate. Um, So and this gas converts to two toxic residues, ethylene chlorohydrin and ethylene glycol. Both products um, are toxic and have... (laughs) very dangerous health human risks in humans exposure to ethylene chlorohydrin at a concentration of just 300 ppms parts per million can result in death within two hours ethylene glycol affects the central nervous system heart and kidneys right so most people don't know that this is how we it's a, one of the ways that we treat spices right um And again, not the United States, of course, but many countries have actually banned this method. Um, Another way, so the ethylene oxide sterilization, another way is that there's irradiation. They irradiate your food. So what this does is this exposes the product to gamma rays or electron beam radiation to sterilize it, right? The pros of this is that they say, hey, there's no chemicals. The cons of this is that um, radiation to food, right? Like, why do we say, gosh, we really don't want to do a whole bunch of CAT scans. Why? Because there's tons of radiation at very high doses. Okay, well, why is that a problem? Because it alters the DNA in your cells. Like, it damages the cells. So it's like, okay, so again, what happens to the food that we're eating? What happens to the food that we're eating? Why is, no one, why is no one more concerned about the food that we eat and what we're doing to the food that we eat? We oftentimes say in, in talks, like, it's not what you eat, it's what you eat eats, right? So you're like, oh, I'm eating cow. But that cow had, or had, you know, four dozen pounds of antibiotic laden feed. And you're like, well, now you're eating what your f- food ate, right? If that makes sense right? So then the other one is a steam sterilization. So it's a process that uses hot steam in a controlled environment to heat the product to kill it. The pros of this is that there's no chemicals, there's no radiation. The problem with it, if it's not done properly, and any moisture is introduced into the product, it can result in caking and molding, right? So um, all three of these methods can be used on conventional non-organic products, The only sterilization product that's approved for organic products is steam sterilization, right? So there's a couple things to know about your labels because you might see different labels. Not all organic labels for spices are created equal. So your first option is 100% organic. This is a label that will be put on if the product is indeed only 100% organic. It might say organic, And if it just has organic without that 100%, this means that the product contains 95% or more of organic ingredients. And then you'll see this often that says made with organic blank. So this label is allowed to be used if 70% or more of the product's ingredients are organic. Right? Made with organic blank. So this is one where you can start looking at the difference so yes there are different spices that um, you can have I think one of the ones that we're most familiar with that I am at least is Frontier Co-op they are non-GMO they are non-ETO and they are non-irradiated right I don't want to have toxic gas on my and that's another thing too. We use a lot of spices in our house. We season our food. Why? Because when you don't have sugar, right? And you don't have chemicals, and you have something like chicken, you know it's delicious, properly flavored, like seasoned chicken, you know it's great, properly seasoned meat, properly seasoned vegetables, right? We like things with flavor, so why don't why don't we go ahead and and do it the problem though is so oftentimes we're getting dirty dirty spices now when we come back if you're having a movie night and you're getting ready to put that popcorn in the microwave you might want to touch base it's one of the worst
0: You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. Hear full shows on the podcast link at Freedom95.us. Here's Dr. Leanne.
1: Welcome back. (laughs) If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter with Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853. 317-893-2853. Or you could always check us out online at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. You can schedule an appointment there. Initial exam and consultations is $25. Today we are talking about kitchen hazards hazardous kitchen products 2.0 we're diving in deep we just talked about spices coming up now we also have microwave popcorn this is one of the worst just just the worst you know what statistic i actually did see when i was looking through this though (laughs) Popcorn is a favorite food of most Americans today with nearly, nearly 54 quarts consumed by each person each year. That seemed like a lot. That's like over one quart of popcorn a week per person. I don't know. I guess I didn't realize it was that much. Here's why. Um, Those little bags are so Toxic. So it is lined. You ever uh ever really like looked inside and it's almost like this plasticky inside of the lining. It's because it's basically plastically inside in the lining. <laughs> so it's lined with a chemical called PFOA, which is perfluorooctanoic acid. Um if you've not heard about that, it's actually what is um what's super toxic in your nonstick pots and pans. So um, your popcorn bag is lined with the same toxic nonstick lining. And so when you heat up this chemical, you have to think about how hot it has to become. But when you heat up this chemical, it has been shown to cause cancer and infertility in animals, which is sad, right? So even if the popcorn is non GMO, uh, it doesn't have to be labeled. So that's Super unfortunate. So most of it's genetically modified, which we as a family stay away from. Uh, but then, 2 you've got all of the oils and emulsifiers, not to mention the trans fats, which are awful. But then you've got that, quote-unquote, butter flavor. Butter flavor. Uh, it's a chemical, right? It is made uh, from a chemical called diacetyl. Which is so toxic that one of the brands of popcorn, ACT, right? ACT popcorn actually removed it because it was making their factory workers so ill. So it's a known carcinogen. It's still in some of the other ones. Though I got into this wormhole of figuring out okay, so what does ACT put in there? And so I went on ACT two, right, to figure out. And so it says all of the flavors. One, listen to this one of the flavors is llama party cotton candy flavored microwave popcorn it's artificially flavored cotton candy blue popcorn which at first i'm like my kids would love blue popcorn but i'm gonna teach you i'm gonna figure out if i can do it or not but anyways what i was looking at is one of the ingredients that they use instead now um is tbhq which tbhq we've talked about before Um, it is, it's a preservative that's just, it's awful. It can, um, it's a man-made compound, um, that damages immunity, promotes cancer, can cause neurological symptoms, causes uh, damage to red blood cells, can lead to food allergies. So listen, we do Friday movie night at our house but here's what we do. I have actual non-GMO popcorn kernels. It is very simple to do. I take a big glob of coconut oil and I put it in a pot, right? Like a small, medium-sized pot. And I will, so all the coconut oil melts so that it's probably close to like one third to one half of a cup. So it's enough to really cover the bottom. And you put one kernel in. And when that kernel pops, you know that your oil is heated to the proper temperature. And while this is all happening, I have a little bit of Kerrygold butter in my convection oven because I don't have a microwave. And so it's melting in my convection oven while this. And then you pour enough corn kernels for one layer. And then you put the lid on. And you just shake it, right? You just shake it. And then when one pops, two pops, three pops, then they all start popping. And when you get a couple seconds without pops, you know your popcorn's done. You take it off. You put it in a bowl. You dump your actual real butter, right? Like churned it out in the field kind of butter, melted, pour it over there, little sprinkle of pink Himalayan sea salt. And that, my friends, is how we do popcorn. So we still do popcorn. We just don't do this incredibly toxic popcorn. So what I was thinking, right? And so there's like more natural food dyes. They're not actually artificial dyes. They're based. So like the blue comes from spirulina Um, that I could probably put a little bit of that in the coconut oil and I might be able to make some fun. Hmm. Thoughts. Now, next one, toxic kitchen products. BPA-free plastics. This includes food storage bags and shrink wraps. Now, there is something called polyvinyl chloride, PVC, or its number three plastic. It is made from something called vinyl chloride, which is recognized as a human carcinogen by the National Toxicology Program, which is a division of America's NIH, National Institute of Health. It is commonly found in products marked with BPA-free stickers. So this includes cans, food storage bags, shrink wraps, right? So that is one thing that we do not use is really any sort of plastic. And this is a very, very simple transition. Um, For example, we use all glass food storage bins like Pyrex. Our kids' lunch, there's actually stainless steel, right, because they're going to drop something, so I'm not going to give my four- and almost (laughs) three-year-old any sort of glass. And I'm sure that school appreciates that too. So we have stainless steel. So that's what we use. Um, There are silicone reusable Ziploc storage bags. They wash off pretty simply. And we don't store anything in shrink wrap and especially too, don't heat that stuff up right you put that in the microwave I gotta remember doing that as a kid and just heating stuff up with a plastic wrap over it (laughs) you know and coincidentally my hormones were really really messed up when I was a kid so it's interesting to kind of fast forward and say well why don't I have messed up hormones now and I'm like gosh I just make a lot of different life decisions so then the other one too that's really interesting is brominated flame retardants. Where you find these? Plastic kitchen and cooking utensils. So if you have like a stash, if you have the junk drawer of kitchens that's full of plastic spoons, spatula, food flippers that are in your drawer, throw them away. There is a high likelihood that they are coated in bromine, um, a component of brominated flame retardant. So, for example, when expectant moms were exposed to this bromine, their babies can experience lower birth weight and length as well as smaller head and chest circumference. It was a 2014 study in the Journal of Environment or International. So what do you do? You can get organic bamboo kitchen utensils. Most of the ones that I have at our home are just stainless steel utensils. You would never think about that plastic flipper being a big deal plus two the likelihood that it's melted because somebody in your house left it on the stove for too long you've been meaning to throw it away anyways just do it now because it's not because it's melted it's because it's toxic you have one of those don't you (laughs) so always know making small changes over time become big changes so My goal is always to help lead you on a path of education so that you can make better decisions for your health for the long-term health and longevity. So look forward to next week. Always appreciate you tuning in, but always remember that your power is on.